This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Welcome to Launchpad on Business Radio 132. I'm your host this week, Carl Ulrich. I'm Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the Wharton School, where I teach entrepreneurship, innovation, and product design. The basic idea behind Launchpad is that we interview entrepreneurs who are themselves launching and growing their businesses, and we look for opportunities to underscore tools, methods, and principles for that can help you in your own entrepreneurial endeavors. Uh, this show is a little different, and we have a special show this week, uh, Penn Wharton Entrepreneurship, the student-facing entrepreneurial programs at the University of Pennsylvania, is hosting our fourth annual Startup Challenge on Friday, May 1st. And today, we're super lucky to have seven of the semifinalists from the competition on the show. The Startup Challenge is an annual student competition at the University of Pennsylvania that serves as a launch pad for innovation and for innovative new student ventures. Throughout the year, the students interact with alumni entrepreneurs and venture capitalists and receive valuable feedback about their ventures. At the end of the year, the students pitch their companies to accomplished investors and compete for over $135,000 in cash and prizes. So we're super lucky to have seven of the teams joining us today. These teams will each pitch live to alumni entrepreneurs, will choose the top eight finalists on Friday, May 1st, and then those finals will go on the next day to the final presentations and the final selection of the winners. To start off the show, I'm very lucky to be joined in the studio by Mike Weber and Vadan Sabu, who are co-founders of Frutero Ice Cream. Mike and Vadan, welcome to Launchpad. Thanks, Carl. Great to be here. All right, and I guess I, I need to say that due to the COVID crisis, when I say in the studio, what I mean is we're video conferencing. And so if there are any little audio glitches, I hope our listeners will will forgive us. But I think we're all getting pretty good at this at this point. So, um, Vedant, why don't you uh, kick it off and give us the elevator pitch for Frutero. Frutero makes a tropical fruit ice cream from 100% real fruit. Uh, each eight ounce of Frutero is loaded with fruits. For instance, our passion fruit ice cream uh, has two passion fruits inside. Unlike other frozen fruit deserts, Frutero is dairy-based and super cream. Uh, Frutero is priced at $2.99 for half pint. Many of our customers spend their childhood in countries with these tropical fruits, and they are our core customers. All right. Well, Mike, tell us a little bit about where you are in this process. Can I buy Frutero? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So right now, uh, Frutero is in about 400 stores throughout Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Uh, for folks that live in, in Philly, we're in uh, giant heirloom stores. Um, we also sell through our website at FruteroIceCream.com. Wow, how's that work, Mike? How, how, do, I, how do you <laughs> sell ice cream online? Yeah, so so thank God for dry ice. Yeah. Uh, so actually, with uh, with two day shipping, we're able to get uh, everywhere on the East Coast uh, for for a pretty reasonable price. Wow. So, uh, Vedant, uh, tell us a little bit about it's it's pretty impressive. You guys are both well. I tell 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 me a little bit about your backgrounds and and how you got into this. So I I grew up in India 
uh, all my life. I, I did my undergrad in engineering in nanotechnology. Uh, after that, I joined McKinsey and Company one year, and then uh, Blackstone Private Equity. Did that for three years uh, before jo uh, coming to Wharton. And in Wharton, I met Mike first day of my class, which was the preterm, and we were assigned to sit next to each other. And our entrepreneurial journey started from there. Wow! Yeah, so that's that's the obvious background for for being an ice cream entrepreneur, McKinsey. <laughs> Yeah. How about you, Mike? Tell me a little bit about so your background. I, I guess maybe I had a little more ice cream. So I was also a consultant right out of school. Uh, and one of my clients was a, a very large ice cream company. <laughs> uh, after consulting, I uh, went to work for a, uh, a tech company in the beer industry uh, and then came to Warren. I think for both uh, Vidal and I, we, we knew when we came here that we wanted to start our own business. I think we were uh, pretty tired for working for other people. And uh, our goal was just to employ ourselves when we came out of school. Okay, so I'm really curious how you got this started. So that would have been not even two years ago. So something like 20 months yeah. ago, you were sitting together in a in a classroom on a hot summer day in, in Philadelphia, and you're now shipping ice cream. And if I remember correctly, you guys were shipping, a, you know, like like a, almost a year ago. So, but not, tell us how you how you really got started and how you got really rolling to, to get this product tested out in the marketplace. I think um, the idea, of course, came from India, uh, where tropical fruits are, are a common uh, daily delicacy. Uh, so when Mike was visiting India, I suggested he should have this tropical fruity ice cream, and he loved it. Uh, when he came back, we started making ice cream in our house, and we realized that it was just not only uh, popular amongst the Indian folks, but any, but all the people who had cultural connection with tropical regions, such as Latin American people. Uh, so we had our Wharton colleagues taste our ice cream, which we would make in ho uh, at home. And soon, when we found that their feedback was very good, we started involving a manufacturer. We had an interesting barter deal with a manufacturer, uh, with a local manufacturer, where we used to consult him for his business, and he used to give us production time. I and Mike both went door and door to independent grocery store all across Philadelphia in our bicycles to sell the ice cream and share our stories. If anybody who would taste the ice cream, particularly people who came from uh, tropical regions, they would just say, wow, it tastes exactly like the fruit. And that was probably the biggest testament of our product. I think our journey started from then onwards. All right. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about how you actually pull this off. You have two passion fruit in a half pint of ice cream. I actually don't know how big a passion fruit is, how much of that. But, but it, the, you know, you're making this stuff presumably not in India. So how, how do you actually resolve these supply chain and manufacturing challenges? Yeah, absolutely. So it all starts with the fruit. And at Fruitera, our mission is to get the best fruit possible. Um, so our, our mangoes, our guavas, our passion fruits, guanabanos, those are all from Colombia. Our coconuts are from Thailand. Um, so we actually, we, we built the connection with the farmers there, uh, and we're able to bring that into the U.S. We're really fortunate to be in Philly because we have the best dairy in the country, right, in Pennsylvania. Um, and then, as, as Dan mentioned, we, we used to manufacture everything in Philadelphia. It was actually a local ice cream shop that was making our ice cream. Uh, and right now, we're actually next weekend, we're going to be doing our uh, first run with a much larger manufacturer down in Baltimore. Yeah. But now what do you what do you have to 
prove to get a manufacturer like that to work with you? Like, I mean, a lot of our a lot of our listeners have had an idea for a food food product, and they don't want to be making this stuff in their kitchen. How do you how do you think about going about finding a supplier, and how do you convince them to get on board? I think uh, for us to convince our manufacturer was really to show him the traction which we were getting in our stores. So when we sell in stores, a close metric which we observed was uh, number of units sold per week per SKU. And that was very exciting. And the moment we got some big orders from New York grocery stores, I think it was a fairly easy pitch with our co-packer who said, yes, I can see this working. I see what differentiation you have. And that is why he kind of agreed that he would kind of uh, give us our uh, his production capacity. So, so that's, I think, how we convinced him. For the supply chain, uh, really, Colombia has become a huge exporter of tropical fruits uh, in the U.S. And they just loved when they saw that their ingredients was, using, uh, was, was used for a premium product, uh, mm-hmm. food product, which is like ice cream. All right. Well, Mike, in in uh, a few days, you are going to be pitching to a panel of investors, sophisticated investors, venture capitalists, and you need to tell a story about a, a big, successful business. So what does this look like at scale? What can you really achieve with Frutero? Yeah. So our vision is in three years to be a national brand. So how do how do we get there? So this year, we're really focused on expanding in the New York market. Uh, Next year, we're focused on Florida and Texas. And then with two years of data, hopefully we've done very well in those stores, we'll be able to have a national footprint. And Vedant, what what are the prospects for food brands these days? Is this a good space to be in? Uh, as an investor, or or what 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 can you do to let's say I'm an investor, what can you do to reassure me that in fact these are invested this is an investable opportunity? So I think uh, I think few things. As an investor, I look in the trends of what is happening. So the most important, the two most important things which are happening in the food industry is one uh, significantly more preference to ethnic and authentic products in every category. If you look at ice cream, recently a new company, uh, Halo Top, got sold after eight years on $2 billion. So there's a lot of innovation happening with new entrants coming up in different categories. And they are basically pitching healthier, transparent ingredients, more natural and more authentic and indigenous quality. So I think Mm -hmm. when we think about frutero, frutero essentially means fruit vendor in Spanish. Our objective is to get fruits to the U.S. And which is which is very less uh, consumed in the U.S. All right, and then Mike, in a related question, what what's defensible here? What do you have to build to create something that could be as valuable as Halo? Yeah, so I I think the biggest thing is is the brand and the trust that consumers have in the brand. So what we're building right now is that Frutero is all about natural ingredients. So you look in the back of our label, um, there's nothing artificial. Everything's very easy to say. Um, and for the fruits, we, are, we do a lot to bring transparency to the whole supply chain, back to the dairies that we get the milk from, and certainly for the fruits, back to the farmers that we buy the fruits from. And I think it's right, also, so me, go ahead. Uh, it's also just a, a, a genuine connection um, with our customer. 
All right. Well, this is terrific, and I love that you guys are so far along while while still still in school. Uh, Mike, tell our listeners how they can learn more and how they can order some ice cream. Absolutely. So uh, to learn more or order, check us out on our website, which is fruteroicecream.com. So from fruteroicecream.com, you could order directly from your door, uh, or you could check out our website for some retailers near you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for joining us, and, and good luck. Thanks, Carl. Bye-bye. I'm Carl Ulrich. Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. Launchpad is produced by Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. You can find more episodes of this podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.